and welcome to the first episode of Buckeye Culture. Today my guest is Mitchell Capes from the band Fever, who were recently on tour with Blossoms and also released their latest single, Electric. You can find that on Spotify and iTunes and also through many other platforms that you can find in Fever's Instagram page. Enjoy. Hello, I'm here with Mitchell Capes from the band Fever. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks mate. How are you? I'm great. Uh, how have you been keeping yourself entertained during quarantine? Oh, um, I've been trying everything, mate. I've been trying to go for that run uh, that Boris wanted us to do, you know, oh, like yeah. just getting out there. But, you know, I just, I hate it. I hate running. And I, you know, I don't mind staying inside. I'm a bit of an introvert, so I don't mind just like staying inside and just jamming and, you know, like playing video games and that, oh. and just, just watching Netflix and stuff. But, you know, after a while, it just starts to ground on you. You know what I mean? So You did the Scots Lounge thing. Uh, do you enjoy doing them? Yeah, it's, it's classmates. So um, when we make them things, we James will just do like uh, like the acoustic and, and sing and, and do it to a click track. And then he'll just send it all, send us all that, that stem of him playing that on We Transfer. Oh, right. And then we'll just like stick it in like Logic or something. And then we'll just play over it. And then we'll video ourselves marming what we just played. So then he can edit it all together. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real fun process. You know what I mean? We try and do something a little bit different with it. We don't try and just like do an exact, you know, replica of, of what it is. You know, we try and do yeah, yeah. a bit of what we want to do as well. So it's just cool just to like put some variations in it and just like give it a bit of our, like a bit of our like sound, sound to it. You know what I mean? So it's pretty class, mate. Yeah, yeah. So you did your first gig six months ago, but if we go back to the start, what would you say were your main music influences when you were growing Oof. up? Well, I'd probably probably like you, mate. You know, like we. I'm guessing that you kind of started with like Oasis and Stone Roses. You like that was the same yeah. for me. Like me and James, we we went to school together since we was in like year seven, and uh, we kind of like became friends because we kind of like discovered Oasis together. So it was like like showing each other like um have you listened to this track and definitely maybe or you know like have you listened to like yeah, uh, yeah. you know B and and stuff like that and standing on the shoulders of a giant and that and we just kind of went from there and like i'm from oasis it was like a stepping stone you know what i mean and then i started to discover other bands like you know the libertines and the strokes um mm-hmm. you know like sex pistols like so many of these different things um but it kind of like Oasis is just like the bedrock in it, like for so many other people. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how it kind of came to be. Um, I think nowadays I don't really like reference them as much or kind of like get as many ideas, unfortunately. I kind of use like, you know, like what I'm into at the minute as like a like Matt DeMarco and like all these other like different artists mm-hmm. and that. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. where it like originally came from and that. Right. And then, so you said you and James have been friends for a long time. So how did you get with the other members of the so, band? Joe and Charlie, I didn't really know them that much. Like, I knew Charlie from school. Like, I knew his face. He was in the year below us. And um, when James said he wanted to get this band together and he was, he, he got, like, he recruited James and Joe. Um, when we started making the band, that's when I really started to get to know him. But James found Charlie mm-hmm. at, a, at a pub or something like that and kind of like bumped into him and knew that he played bass for another mm-hmm. band. So he kind of grabbed him from that. And, and Joe Gray's kind of like the, the whole drummer, you know what I mean? He's like been in loads of whole bands. So yeah, he yeah. kind of just like 
picked him up from there because he's, he's got like a really good reputation and he's a class drummer and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's how it came to be. And then Sam came into the mix when we was like, re- you know, rehearsing for a while. And it was, we was like a four piece. And then Joe kind of like played with the idea of like, what if we've got like a keys player? You know what I mean? Like it would be cool if we had someone who yeah, could yeah. play keys and, you know, like kind of just pick up any instrument. Because Sam's like really musically talented, you know what I mean? He could, he could play loads of different instruments. So he was kind of like he's kind of like the wild card, you know what I mean? And then he comes into the mix and yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been classmates. Uh, so when compared to your releasing Jungle Man, your first single, how long ago did you like start rehearsing so together? What we did is before we kind of released our like a Jungle Man and stuff like that, we was rehearsing for like a year. We just wanted to get as much material oh. sorted and just kind of have like a, a good solid catalog of songs that we was happy with um, before we started like going headfirst into like gigging and releasing stuff because I mean like we've got our three singles out now we've got Jungle Man, Money Love and uh, yeah. Electric but we've still got like four we, we've got we want to do an EP we've got like four songs for that and then we've got like another like seven to eight songs kind of like very much ready for like the future so it's kind of like it sounds really like boring when i say it like this but it's kind of like an insurance program sort of thing like we we know that if, yeah you know we've got at least like two years worth of like you know material to sort us out we, it kind of gives you a bit of breathing space to go like you know what i can, yeah, I can yeah. focus on other songs and that and i don't need to rush or worry and that and then you can let it come naturally and then from that i think you get a better like result so we, we kind of took our time. We was quite methodical with what we was going to do. Right. And then what was it that made you feel ready to release Jungle Man at the time well, you did? Um, we, it was pretty solid. We didn't want to like oversaturate it when we had it. And then um, James, is, James had that song for, for a long while. Like He recorded it just by himself with the help of um, another producer in Hull. Because I think he wanted to do something with himself, you know, like like a solo sort of thing before yeah. he decided to make like Fever and get us all in, uh, involved in the band. So he kind of already had that. And I think he, he sent it off to Joe Donovan, the, the drummer out of Bear Blossoms. And he, he, he really liked yeah, it. Yeah. And then when, right. when we got the band together, we kind of recorded an actual demo of us lot and sent it off to him and, and, and Joe liked it. So it kind of like came from that really. Yeah. And then, so straight after you released Jungle Man, you went on your first mini tour with This Feeling. How big of a help of This Feeling being a you uh, grown? This feeling of being like a lifeline, really. You know what I mean? Like, you know, straight. Because I, I know a yeah. lot of, of bands who have tried to get onto This <clears throat> Feeling circuit and they've found it, you know, quite difficult or, you know, they, they're not getting a response or something like that. And we, we were lucky and fortunate enough to kind of like have that link straight away. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can just sum mm-hmm. fever up as in we're, we're just lucky, look, really lucky buggers, you know what I mean? We're just, how did, we got this feeling yeah, yeah. kind of like, you know, with us straight away from the forefront of it. But they've been amazing, mate. They've been really, really helpful. Like um, the, the the gigs that they give us and the other bands that we've worked with and, and played with has been bloody sweet. Yeah. And then which gig out of... All the gigs you've done, would you say have been the most enjoyable? Uh, I'd have to say when we was doing the uh, that the, the Blossoms tour, we did uh, Mar- uh, Margate yeah. Winter Gardens, 
and that venue is absolutely oh, it, right. It's really nice. It's like this old Victorian like uh, dance hall that's kind of like mid. It's kind of like built into oh, the side of like the the sea cliff or something like that. It's like really cool. Yeah. Um, and that was unexpectedly the crowd really liked us. Like we we never thought we'd get a response like that. And they really really warmed up to us. And it was just like one of those gigs where you just proper go for it and you like really feed off the crowd and stuff like that. And I can remember when we finished it, we kind of like went down the stairs to the dressing room and I just fell to the floor because I was like shaking that much because I was like, bloody hell, that, that yeah. was like out of this world, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, it was just, I couldn't like yeah. comprehend how mental it was and how good of a response we got. And yeah, that, that venue and that, that gig was some of that will stick in my mind forever. How did the Blossoms tour come about? Because I know you're friends with them, but it, was it like exciting or like nervous when you found out you were going to oh, be doing God. it? It was. I was. I was really excited that at the start, like I was. I was in the office at the time. I, I, I work in like an office, and James rang me up and he was like, "You never guess what, mate?" Because he always just like pulls my leg on things. You know what I mean? Like, but you never guess what. Like, yeah. What? Like, you know, like doesn't follow it up. But this time he did, and he was like. Mate, you never guess what we're going on tour with the blossoms. I was like, you, you're pulling my leg, mate. Like, <laughs> obviously that's not true. You know, like, <laughs> tell me what's actually going on. What's up? What's happening? And anyway, you know, he reiterated, and I was just like, I had to leave the office. You know what I mean? And then I did like a little happy dance and stuff like that, and yes. I was like buzzing. Um, but yeah, after that excitement of that initial excitement of going on, like being told that we're doing it, I was just absolutely dreading it because I'm. Um, you know, like we 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 were still a fledgling, yeah. we were still a fledgling band. You know what I mean? We we only did so many gigs in that, and you can start to question your own ability as an individual. I know the rest of the lads <laughs> are sound, but personally, I was like, "Fuck, it, can I even do this?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, will I just yeah. freeze up on stage? Will you know? Will I will I f up or anything like that? But yeah, I was. It was mixed emotions, mate. It was mixed emotions. I wasn't even expecting it. We none of us were expecting it. You know what I mean? We didn't expect. They didn't have to do that. And obviously, when we got signed to Very Clever, I was like, that's sick. But I won't go in like, well, now that we're signed, yeah. we're definitely going to get a tall one. That. that was just an unexpected like result. It was a clap on. Yeah. And uh, so you released Money Love. Uh, which song do you prefer out of Money Love Ooh. and Jungle Man? I mean, as a lead guitarist... I just love doing them really like cheesy slash riffs, you know what I mean? So like <laughs> Money Love, yeah. when, I, when the solo comes up for that, I have to do like a big breath love, you know what I mean? Like right here it comes sort of thing. Because you really have to play yeah. for me, I, I really have to concentrate. Um, so, but to be fair nowadays, man, I'm going, I'm leaning towards Jungle Man and just having that, that initial riff is, I really like doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd have to say Jungle Man to be fair. And when you perform live, so you, when you were doing like the start of the Blossoms tour, you had those two songs released. What other songs did you play uh, in your set? Oh God, I wish I had a set list. Um, there's other notable songs in the set that really stand out to me. There's one called yeah. International Dream that's that got a really warm mm -hmm. reception. And our closing song that we did, Honesty, which is like our big, you know, this is our last song sort of thing. Quite, it's like quite an anthemic one. Yeah. Um, so them two I'd have to say the big ones like they're going to be I hope I don't know what's going to happen in the EP because obviously we're in lockdown at the minute but I'd hope, I'd hope to have them two yeah. in the EP yeah, when we do it um, 
And then there's another song. There's out is a song called Out of Luck that's really melodic, and I I love playing that one as well. There's no solos, there's no flash or anything like that. It's just it's just like the the harmony. Well, there's no harmonies, but like the lyrics in it, and just like the chord progression is really like satisfying to play. So I I can't wait for everyone to like hear like our next step and stuff like that. I hope. Well, I hope that everybody likes it personally. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And then. Just before like lockdown was kind of starting, you released Electric, and you seemed to get a really good response to that. How did the band expect such a good response? Um, we expected a, a bigger response, not so much negative or positive, just because we was, we was coming off the back of the tour, and we were seeing what a positive response we was mm-hmm. getting from each of the gigs. You know, like after, after each gig, we'd go back to the tour van and we'd check our phones and that, and then we'd start getting more followers and people would start like, posting stories yeah, and like yeah. little clips of what we was like on stage and that. And it was real positive and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I never get my hopes up just because, you know, I'm just that, I'm a glass half, half empty sort of guy. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't go in going like, yeah, right, yeah. we're going to be like the next Jesus. You know what I mean? Everyone's we're practically the Beatles now or something like that. I wouldn't, I'd never be like that. <laughs> but this, the response that we've got was phenomenal like i was absolutely blown away by it and the rest of the lads were as well and we're just kind of seeing like a, a good raz and it's satisfying you know when all this effort that you put in kind of comes back and it, you get yeah. rewarded for it. it keeps you going you know what i mean like you you put so much time into it because we've yeah. all got like full-time jobs and that you know not to say that any other band you know they don't have full-time jobs but i'm just saying like for us you know yeah. our lives are so busy and stuff like that just to see that payoff is, is is worth it. So obviously the last gig was cancelled, which must have been quite annoying, but it was inevitable. But so you've had that rearranged. After that final gig, what are your plans for once this is all Oof, over? Um, it's it's being rescheduled for August, but you know, like I still kind of don't know what the situation is going to be like. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. late April now. And it's still like a bit iffy. Everything's a bit up in the air. No one knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's not going to be till the seventh of May till we understand what's actually going on. I think. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, things can go back to normal and we can start gigging again in August and we can do that last show in London with Blossoms. And then we've got some rescheduled dates for like the end of the year. So hopefully, just get back into that sort of like get back into the ringer, you know what I mean? It's got, start getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. And then getting back into the studio and then getting the CP sorted that we're really excited for. We're getting that EP sorted because I feel like, yeah. I think that'll definitely kind of get us out of the category of a fledgling band and kind of maybe establish us a little bit more. So we'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we've got some questions from some of my followers. Oh, wow. So we've got one from... Yeah. <laughs> We've got one from uh, Dan Gilney. Uh, what was the first song that you learned uh, on the guitar? Uh, Wonderwall. <laughs> it was, I, I can remember. Yeah, most, it was for yeah, most people. I, I'd like to say something real, like, you know, like niche or something like that, but nah. I had an Oasis card book, mate, for my birthday, and I just literally just just caned every single song in that in, in the Oasis card book, so. Yeah, it was wonderful. And then we've got a couple from uh, Paddy McEwen. 
Uh, who are your favourite band right now? Oh, my favourite band right now? Um, oh, God. Um, at the minute, it's it's the Strokes, and the rest of the band will laugh at that, because <laughs> all I do is try and stick on, like, Strokes songs. Ooh. No, I think they're quite good. So, like, their new albums, I love them. Um, the new Abnormal, it's a class album. I'm, I'm loving that at the minute. Yeah, same. Right. Uh, what's the best live performance that you've ever seen? Um, my best, <laughs> best live show, I'd have to say the Libertines at Hyde Park. Um, when they came back for that, that was amazing. That. Yeah, that would been good. Um, absolutely class show, that. I loved it. Um, so, thanks for coming on. Uh, you got anything else that you want to say? Um, just thanks for everyone who's actually giving a crap about us and listening to us and, you know, interacting with us and coming to shows. And, you know, it's uh, it's just a pleasure to, you know, meet all these new people and fans and getting music out there. So, yeah. Cheers for having me on, Kira, mate. It's a pleasure. No problem. Yeah, I right, enjoyed thank it. Thank you very much, mate. Stay safe. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Buckeye Culture. If you enjoyed, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. And if that's on iTunes, make sure to leave a review to help me grow it and improve my production. If you want to see more content like this, you can check out my Instagram at Buckeye Culture, where you can also send in questions for next week's podcast.